Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. Now here's a man that got it by revelation of the Holy Ghost. Nobody taught it to him. Spirit gave it to him. See, you can't do away with revelation and be successful. I see a lot of people that, that try it and they fail. So you can see that those are different places under the New Testament that, under the Old Testament, excuse me, that are recorded by the New Testament where the people were filled with the Spirit but they didn't speak with other tongues. Because why? Because I've told you that speaking with other tongues is exclusive to this dispensation and you won't find it under the old covenant not until Jesus was raised from the dead and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost could you find people speaking with other tongues you'll find all the other gifts of the Spirit listed in the first Corinthians the 12th chapter the word of wisdom the word of knowledge working of miracles gifts of healings prophecy special faith you'll find all of those things except diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues you won't find those under the Old Testament but you will the others because they're exclusive to this dispensation. That's why we encourage believers to be filled with the Spirit, because under the New Testament, that is evidence, one evidence of being filled with the Spirit, is speaking with other tongues. You'll find it all throughout the New Testament. Now, Jesus said something to show you the difference now in Matthew, the 11th chapter, the difference between, and a marked difference in the mind of Jesus, a marked difference in the Old Testament and the New Testament, he makes a comment about John the Baptist that gives you some light along that way. In the 11th chapter of Matthew's gospel, he begins to talk about John in the seventh verse, and he says, and as these were going away, Jesus began to speak to the multitudes about John, that is John the Baptist. What did you go out in the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? And what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces. But why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I say to you, and one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it was written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women... Notice that phrase, born of women. There's not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. But look at the next words. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is going to be greater than he. What's he saying? Under the Old Testament, you couldn't be born of the Spirit. You could not be a new creation under the Old Testament. You could not have the Holy Spirit living in you and staying with you permanently like you could under the New Testament. And he's saying, consequently, a greater act of God, a greater working of God in men is the new creation or what we call the new birth, being born again. The Holy Spirit coming to dwell in your spirit, imparting the very nature of God into your spirit. You have the nature. No longer do you have the nature of the adversary when you're born again. Until you're born again, until you've been recreated by the Holy Spirit, you still have the nature of the adversary in you. And until the new birth takes place in a person's life, the new creation, as Paul calls it, you will stay under the dominion of the adversary. But under the New Testament, you can be born again, you can become a new creation, and you'll have the nature of the Father in you through the power of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling presence of the Spirit. 
That's what he means, that he who is least in the kingdom, if you're just least under this New Testament, he said you'll be greater in one sense than John the Baptist because he couldn't be born again, and you can. How I many know that's encouraging? But don't get your head too puffed up because I guarantee you, you there will be no one greater than John in the, in the other sense. I'm talking about when they're passing out rewards and who's seated at his right hand and his left, you need to think because we're born again that you might have that position or I might have that position. I guarantee you it will be John. He's said under that old covenant, he said nobody has arisen greater than John. So don't try to bump him out of his place. You'll fail. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I won't try either. So you should see under the New Testament, he talked about a new birth. You know, Jesus recorded in John's gospel, the third chapter. He said to Nicodemus, I say to you, you must be born again. Said he that's born of the water and the spirit. Said unless you're born of that, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you get that under this New Testament? You have to be born again. It is not an issue. It's not a question or an option, folks. You have to be born again to make heaven under the New Testament. No one could be under the old covenant. But to make heaven, John 3, he said, unless a person is born of the Holy Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. You don't get into the kingdom of God when you die. You either get into it while you're still alive or you'll never get into it. You are birthed into the kingdom of God the moment of believing with your heart. The moment you believe the scriptures, the Holy Spirit will show up and bear witness to you that he's real. You will know the presence of God. You will know that his spirit is there with you. Under the Old Covenant, that wasn't the case, he said. But under the New Testament, you have to be born again. So Jesus acknowledged there would be a, a new birth. You go over to Paul's epistle in the Corinthians, the fifth chapter, 17th verse. He says, if any man is in Christ, in Christ, that means immersed into Jesus, baptized into Jesus himself, you become a part of him. So he said, how can you become a part of Jesus? How can I be in Christ? Well, how can I take sugar and mix it up in iced tea and then it disappears? Can you see it? No, it's in T. Well, you're in Christ. You're hidden in Christ, Paul said. You're a part of his body. You are Christ, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. You're a part of his body. What he has, you have. He's the head, but you know, so don't try to tell him what to do. But you are the body, and you'll carry out the desires and will of the head. How many of you, your body, will carry out the will of your head? Hopefully all of us. Right? Sure. If you've got a proper functioning body, the body carries out the deeds of the head. So you see, there is a new birth. But you know what he also said, Jesus said? He talked about being filled with the Spirit and speaking with other tongues. So just like there's a new birth, there is also being filled with the Spirit. And that's where most Christians let down and fail. They don't stay filled. They get unfilled. Can you be unfilled? Yes, you can. The very last chapter of Luke's Gospel, the 24th chapter, turn there. Jesus was giving some instructions to his disciples before he was ascended up into heaven. And he said, I'm going to send forth the promise of the Spirit upon you. And you understand that was the Holy Spirit. And he said, stay there or tarry there, the King James says, stay there in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power from on high. Clothed, the New American Standard says, clothed with power from on high. What does he mean, Spirit come upon you? Now, Listen, did Jesus know what he was talking about? Could the Holy Spirit come upon you and you know it? Well, you'd have to. How would you know whether you received him or didn't receive him if you couldn't sense him? Well, I just do it by faith. Yeah, but according to the scriptures, he said you could feel that power. 
You could sense that power. You'd know he's there with you, not just by some blind faith, but you'd have the presence of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, if you're filled with the Spirit, to bear witness with you that it is so, that the Holy Ghost is real. So he said there to stay in Jerusalem until, what was that? Well, he's telling them, stay in Jerusalem. Don't try to go out and preach. Don't try to go out and win the world until you've received this filling of the Spirit. Then you'll have power to go win the world. But stay in Jerusalem until that happens. Well, you know the day of Pentecost. Acts 2.4. The first verse says they were all in one accord. And the day of Pentecost fully came. said they heard the sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole place where they were sitting. So it's okay to sit. And it says there appeared to them as cloven tongues of fire. And it, it rested on each one of them. He said, and they began to speak. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Well, that was what he was talking about. They were clothed with power from on high. That must have been discernible. How would they have known whether he came or whether he didn't come? If you couldn't sense or feel the Holy Ghost, how would you know whether you got him or not? Well, because God said so, yeah, that's great. But, you know, he didn't leave you without sensing it spiritually. You can feel the power of God. You can look in other different scriptures and show that. But you see there in Acts 2.4. Now, what about Mark 16? He said they're about being, they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke with other tongues. Filled with the Spirit and spoke with other tongues. You see, when you get filled with the Spirit, you will speak with other tongues if you want to. See, it's all scripture. Look it up. Acts 2.4. They were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them the utterance. Literally, the Greek says as the Spirit was giving them to speak out. And that's one problem with most Christians is they're afraid to speak out in other tongues. They say, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. Of course, it's not a learned language. How would you know what you're going to say? If you were going to speak in other tongues, other than your original tongue, how could you possibly know what you were going to say? You don't think it up. You speak out by faith as the Spirit gives you the unction to, and you speak out words, syllables that seem easy to speak from your spirit, but they're not from your head. They're inwardly unctions, and they'll sound strange to you. But if you just obey that little bit and speak out what little bit you get, as you keep going with it and flowing with it, the Spirit of God will give you more, and you'll have a free, clear language. Mark 16, 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who is believed and has been baptized shall be saved, and he who is disbelieved or not believed shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany or follow those that have believed, or the believing ones, as the Greek literally says. In my name they shall cast out demons. That's the first sign. That means you've got authority over evil spirits. That means you have authority over evil spirits. Are you a Christian? Well, yeah, I'm a Christian. Then you have authority over evil spirits in your life. Now, you don't necessarily have authority over everybody in their life, but you do have authority over your own to be sure if you're a Christian. And you can keep the devil out of your affairs. Can you? Absolutely. How could Paul, if Paul said to them, for this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep or die prematurely, if they couldn't do anything about that, why would he even tell them? I mean, if they couldn't do anything about being weak or sick or dying prematurely, why would he tell them? Obviously, they could. You can do something about whether you're weak or sick or sleep prematurely. That means God doesn't want you to die prematurely. Number sleep, he implies there he doesn't want people to die prematurely. It's not his will. But he said then, in my name, they'll cast out demons and they'll speak with new tongues. Notice the believing ones will speak with new tongues. That's what the scripture said. Look at some different places. Come over to the New Testament now. You know there, you have a new birth. You know that you have 
with the Holy Ghost in you at the new birth, the Spirit of God living in you. You know, when Jesus said something, there is a distinction between being filled with the Spirit and having the Holy Spirit at the new birth. When you believe on Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit right then. The moment you believe, the Spirit comes into you. The fourth chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus was speaking to the woman at the well of Samaria. And he said, she said, man, give me that water, because he was talking to her about water, if you recall the count. And he said, she said, give me that water so I don't have to come here and drink. And he said, anybody that drinks of this water will thirst again. But he that drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst. And the, well, well, the water that I shall give them shall be a well of water springing up in them into eternal life. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. The water that I'll give you will be the Holy Ghost, will be a well of water in you, in you, in you, in you, springing up to eternal life. See, that's having the Holy Spirit at the new birth. But then you go over to the seventh chapter, and the 37th through the 9th verse, it says, On that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood crying, saying, Lo, whoever believes in me, as the Scripture says, so out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Just to trust his cleansing blood, just and simple faith. I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Being Filled with the Spirit Under the New Testament Versus the Old Testament. If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life. To trust him.